a new year full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And we are live. Welcome to the NBA Strategy Show. It is Friday, February 5th. That's a lot of Fs, and that's not the first time I've made that joke today, but it's the first time anybody's really heard it. I am Josh Engelman. I am joined by Greg Ehrenberg. We've got a nine-game slate ahead of us. Should be fun to talk about. I have nothing fun to talk about from last night other than Kelly Oubre worked out really well and ultimately didn't matter for me. Could have used a little bit more Taylor Horton Tucker, and by a little bit more, I mean any at all. Greg, how did your night end up? Yeah, so it was pretty good. I about doubled up for the slate. But what was really frustrating, this is also the thing with DFS, no matter how much, even on a night where it's somewhat profitable, there's always a feeling, well, I should have profited more. I should have played more entry fees. I should have swapped this player for this player in some lineups. And so for me last night on FanDuel, I finished, it either ended up being like 11 or 12 points out of first in a lineup with Christian Wood. Also had uh, our guy Furkan Korkmaz in that lineup, who ended up being pretty big for me, 1% owned, ended up being one of the better shooting guard plays. But yeah, Christian Wood, his ankle just combusted at the start of the third quarter. And if not for that, I was very live to end up winning whatever it is they call that the tournament, the clutch shot or whatever. So Yeah. Oh, that's a shame, man. That's a shame. I didn't have any of the pieces get put together. So normally I track my live results. I take the Basketball Monster live scoreboard and paste it into Excel. And I have everything set up so that it'll sort of tell me how things are going. I'll look at uh, just raw points. For me, weighted by my ownership compared to raw points based on the public ownership 
And like, if it's a positive number, then I know that I'm probably doing a little bit better than the public. If it's negative, then it's probably going a little bit worse. That looked really good. I also have it set up from the from a value perspective. So uh, the difference between what they've scored and three and a half X plus 22 on everybody's salary. And that one was massive too. And I was like, okay, okay, we're looking at a good day. I just never got the pieces to go together. I, I couldn't figure it out. But on the surface, all of the guys that I had were like decent and it just didn't matter at all. Not enough Draymond, not enough LeBron. I think it's that's what it's coming down to. Yeah, I, I needed either Christian Wood's ankle to not fall apart or Seth Curry to not immediately get sick at the start of the game, which, by the way, Thursday nights, we have to keep in mind, whatever the Sixers starting lineup is, doesn't matter. Something goofy's happening because this is yeah. uh, the, the Shake Milton night from a few weeks ago, and then we had uh, last night where Seth Curry was starting and then just immediately got sick, and then Shake Milton kind of sucked anyway, so I'm happy that we got off of him. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, the, the the Sixers lineup would, and also just every game was a blowout last night. That also was suboptimal. Not a great day. So as we get everybody in here, we got about 150 people. Hit the like button, that thumbs up, helps us out a ton. Subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell, and shout out to No House Advantage for being the presenting sponsor of the strategy show. We'll touch on No House Advantage in a little bit, but for now, we have nine games to talk about. I'm ready to dive in. If you are, I'm getting text messages. Yes, <laughs> wife, I did get the call from Wilmington Animal Healthcare. I did not take my dogs to daycare, even though it's closed. She knows I do shows at this point in time, but I guess that's what happens when you're laying on a beach drinking cocktails in Aruba. You just don't care about anybody back on the mainland. Let's kick this one off. Chicago Bulls. Actually, I don't even know if that's the first game on the list. (laughs) No, it's not. New Orleans Pelicans, Indiana Pacers. Pacers, two and a half point favorites at home against New Orleans. JJ Redick, welcome back to the rotation, by the way. So we'll start there on the Pelicans side. Zion, double digits in ownership on FanDuel. No one from New Orleans in double digits on DraftKings. I think that they're probably going a little bit uh, underrepresented. I I would prefer to have a little bit more of some of these guys. I don't think that they're in any sort of smash spot or anything, but I'm surprised to see them be as low owned as they are. How are you feeling about the Pelicans today against Indiana? All right. So one thing that's going to be important about this slate is that there is so much value on the Thunder again today because just there's there was slight pricing adjustments, but for the most part, these guys are all really cheap on FanDuel and DraftKings, at least cheaper than they should be. So that kind of makes a situation where so much of of my ownership is probably going to get concentrated around those guys that there aren't a whole lot of other plays that become priorities for me. So in the initial builds I did, I got to some of Zion. I got to some of Brandon Ingram, but neither of them are priority plays for me. And that's going to be the case for a, a lot of plays tonight outside of the Thunder guys and then some of the, the high-end guys that I'm paying up for. Yeah, I, I kind of feel the same way. I think Zion's a little over-owned on FanDuel. And again, I don't think that any of these guys are priority plays either, but I'd rather get a little bit more Brandon Ingram than 9% on FanDuel. I'd rather get a little bit more Eric Bledsoe than 6% on FanDuel. But we're talking about instead of 6, I want 12, not 40 or something like that. So I see some value in the top four guys, Ingram, Adams, Williamson, and Bledsoe. Don't need to go too crazy. Even Lonzo for a little bit on DraftKings at 5,900 seems fine. They're just like guys I want as filler a little bit more than the average. I don't have any like real hot take for anything for it though. No, I, I don't, I don't see myself getting to very much exposure from the Pelican side. Uh, transition to the Pacer side though. I think it's pretty hard to get away from Sabonis on uh, both FanDuel and DraftKings. 
Sabonis, 8,600 on DK. That's too cheap of a price. 8,800 on FanDuel. That's also too cheap of a price. Sabonis just randomly got his price downgraded for no reason whatsoever. He just, he just kept crushing and they're like, all right, he's playing so well. Let's give him, let's price him below 9,000. I mean, he had, he had his salary was over 9k. He put up a triple double and then they're like, all right, 8,300 now. He's at (laughs) 8,600 at this point, which I 8,600 on DK and 8,800 on FanDuel. And it's, it's just a few hundred dollars too cheap. So Sabonis with all the value of on the slate, he's pretty easy to get up to and, He's somebody who's going to be a priority play for me, it looks like, on both FanDuel and DraftKings. I'm having trouble balancing what I want to do with Sabonis. Like, I think he's the second best power forward play on FanDuel, and we'll get to the best one later. Um, I, like, I prefer him to Giannis, but at the same time, he's already 34% owned. That's pretty massively above where I have him coming out of the sim. So I don't think that I would be as aggressive on Sabonis because I think the public is already too aggressive given what else exists on the slate. We'll see how that shakes out by the end of the day. But while I do like Sabonis and he does great as my number two overall in a large field GPP, I'm actually a little against him, oddly enough. Brogdon would be the only other guy that I'm looking at on FanDuel. He's already 24% owned. I think that's about right as well. 7,800 on FanDuel. He's 8K on DK. I'm happy to get to Sabonis, Brogdon, and then Miles Turner on DraftKings, uh, 6,300. I think that price works. I don't really see him as viable at 7,700 on FanDuel. Do you want anybody else from Indiana? No, I mean, the, the other guys that have been in the rotation have been viable at times. Drew Holiday's had some, I mean, uh, not Drew Holiday, Justin Holiday's had some big games at times. Too, too many Holiday brothers in the league. Uh, they so, really are. But now we've gotten to a point, too, with Justin Holiday where he's not quite as cheap as he was before. Uh, he is now priced, uh, there was a little while where he was actually like right around 4K flat to maybe even 3,900. He's a little bit more expensive than that now at 4,600 on FanDuel. And then the other thing, too, is, like I said before, there's so much value on the Thunder guys that some of these other mid-range price guys that I probably would have been targeting on other slates just don't become priorities. All right. Favorite play from FanDuel, favorite play from DraftKings in this game? Uh, it is, it's, it's a bonus for me on, on both sides. And then one thing I'll say about his ownership, too, and this is always hard early in the morning to figure out with ownership anyway, but I feel like the last few slates with Sabonis, there's been a bunch of them where he's project for a ton of ownership and that just hasn't been the case. Uh, and that's, it always changes as the day goes on also yeah. where, you know, other values open up, but there's been a lot of Sabonis slates where he's been projected for like 30% ownership, 27% ownership. And he ends up being, you know, sub 20. Okay. Yeah, uh, I agree. It's Sabonis on FanDuel. I actually have Sabonis and Miles Turner tied, but I think it's more likely that you need Sabonis to score than Turner. So Sabonis across both for me as well. Same page. Well, a lot to talk about on this one. The Chicago Bulls at the Orlando Magic. Bulls actually favorites by two points here. We'll start on the Chicago side. Levine, Markinen, Kobe White, all in double digits on FanDuel. Levine into double digits in ownership on DraftKings. Patrick Williams pretty close to 10% ownership as well. I really like Levine. Uh, I think he's going a bit under-owned even at 8,900 against Orlando. Probably Patrick Williams would be my second play relative to the public ownership, but those four guys are the guys that I would be looking at. And um, I would probably be quite a bit over the field on Levine and Patrick Williams. I'm curious how you feel about the Bulls today. So I have a question. What do you make of Thad Young? Uh, last, I, I've not really been on him much recently recently. And the, the last live before lock show that I do with Spags, he was, he was 
not very high, but he was relatively high on Thad Young. And he was telling me, he was like, no, you don't understand. You have to, he's like, you have to watch the tape. He's like, Thad Young, different role in the offense. I was like, well, I haven't watched. I can't say I've watched every minute of Thad Young and what he's done this year. But you look at his fantasy production in recent games with, uh, with with the injuries that they've been dealing with. So they've had Otto Porter's been out, and he's doubtful to play tonight. Uh, Wendell Carter Jr.'s been out. And they've really run a lot of the offense through Thad Young. His uh, Fando yeah. points over his last four games, 44, 40, 40, 43. I understand the price is up, except I might just manually give Thad Young a boost so I get to some of them. Because if he is able to keep up what he's been doing recently, then th- the price is just a little bit too low at 6,600. He's been way outperforming it. Uh, You're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. He's 6,600 now. He looked like a good play a week ago because he was 3,800 and 4,200 on FanDuel. Unplayable as far as I'm concerned. He went 9 of 11 in 26 minutes and had six stocks in the last game. That's not a performance that's going to continue. Here. But, there, but there was, there's also been foul trouble issues. I think the playing time is going to come up. I'll say. I, I'm probably not going to actually end up getting to Thad Young, but I'm not opposed to him at this point in the morning. I'll see, I'll see what happens later on in the day. I will be very specific here. No one should play Thad Young at 6,600 on FanDuel and 6,200 on DraftKings. That is insanity. No now, I think I need to have, now I need to have 1% spite exposure to Thaddeus Young. Yeah, it's not happening for me. Not at all. He, like, uh, the, the stat lines just look so bon- – you have to throw the last one out. It goes for 43 fantasy points with five steals and a block and almost perfect from the field. Yeah, yeah, throw, throw, throw that one out. But, I mean, even if you – okay, so even if you go back to three games ago, he shot three of ten from the field and finished with 40 fantasy points. Are you expecting Thad Young to have 11 rebounds and 11 assists regularly? Because that seems like a pretty high rate for a guy that has been in the league for a decade. No, I'm expecting him to have 15 rebounds and 15 assists. He's not going. He's not going to be a priority exactly. play. He's not going to be a priority play for me. But if I get to one or two percent of Thad Young, and if he has like no ownership, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be shocked by that. If he didn't get priced up so ridiculously so quickly, I would have some interest. But he was 4,200 on the 25th of January, and now he is uh, $2,400 more expensive. I'm playing the price. I have zero interest. I just don't know how he provides value at that salary now. Like, I don't think it, that he's a threat for 50 fantasy points, and that's really what you're needing to look for at this point. It would be if his playing time goes up because he isn't he isn't yeah. playing a ton right now, and I think that there is a chance that he ends up playing more significant minutes. <laughs> Comment in YouTube chat. Who will stop him on Orlando's second unit? When did he become someone that isn't Thad Young? Like, we're, we're, we're game planning now to wonder how can Thad, how is anybody going to stop Thad Young on the Orlando he, second? Josh, he's the, Josh, he's the juggernaut. Nobody could stop him. He's oh got, he's God. got his momentum going. Now, now I just want to carry it on because I could see it's frustrating. Him. He's going to get <laughs> traded for a second round pick and we're treating him like he's the second coming at this point. It's just insane. I'm treating him like a guy who I might have in 1% of my lineups. He showed up in the optimal one and a half percent of the time on FanDuel and 2.8% of the time on DraftKings, which is probably like the 70th best play on a nine game slate. I love it. Don't play Thad Young, everybody. Listen to me. <laughs> Don't listen to Greg. Um, do you have any interest in anything else from Chicago? I knew this was going to happen. Chat was all over Thad Young for the last one, yeah. giving me the old we'll see for 42 points. And it was like he had five steals. I have um, I have some exposure to Zach Levine on FanDuel. Uh, at least in my initial builds, I have him about 15%. Uh, so I think that he's somebody who's worthwhile. 
Uh, but other than that, not not really. Uh, and to be clear, I don't really like Thad Young that much. Uh, he's somebody who I might have in one percent of my lineups. But I just kind of saw how much it was frustrating Josh, and I really wanted to roll with it. But I don't I don't like Thad Young that much. That's that's fair. I I, I mean I knew exactly what was happening there. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And I don't blame <laughs> you for it. I mean, we had people the last time that I had this conversation about Thad Young telling me he should be projected projected for 40 fantasy points yeah that's that's a little lofty i I looked at four other sources myself included alex included and others no one had him over 30 that day i was like we're giving him an additional 10 on top of that what did the role change to him playing 48 minutes at all five positions insanity okay play zach levine play laurie markin and play pat williams and play a little bit of kobe white don't play thad young that's the moral of this story on the orlando side i see three guys you need to play a lot of and the public is not agreeing with me i am way higher on one of these guys so vooch is a no-brainer 8800 on fanduel 8500 on DraftKings. with these guys out with no faults with no aaron gordon vooch sees a boost in all of his rates um, he's already picking up a ton of ownership north of 30% on both sites. I think that's fully warranted. I don't really have much else to say for Vooch. He's one of my top plays of the day. Do you have anything to add on Vooch? Uh, no, I mean, Vucevic, I think is very, very obvious play. His usage rate goes up by so much when Aaron Gordon's off the court. Vucevic was terrific last game. And it also stands to the reason that if the magic are going to remain in the playoff hunt, with all the injuries they're doing with Markel Fultz, Aaron Gordon is going to be out for with the condensed season, the, the majority of it. We're probably going to have to see increased minutes from Vucevic too. Last game wasn't even all that competitive against the Raptors because Fred Van Fleet scored a gazillion points. Vucevic still played 37 minutes that game. Yeah. And if this team is going to push for the playoffs, they're going to need Vucevic and they're going to need a lot of Evan Fournier. Evan Fournier, I like him a lot too. He sees a usage, uh, usage bump without Aaron Gordon on the court and the price to me is still pretty reasonable. A little more favorable on DraftKings than FanDuel, 6,200 on DK versus 6,700 on FanDuel. Uh, but Evan Fournier, a- another guy who I'm going to be on this slate. Uh, once again, a very high variance player. There's a lot of Evan Fournier games where it's like he doesn't show up. And then there's other games like last time where we're three minutes into the game and Evan Fournier somehow is 15 points in a block. He's my favorite play on the slate right now relative to public ownership. Uh, I think it's crazy that he is priced the, or that he is owned the way that he is. 7% on FanDuel, 12.5 on DraftKings. I have him projected for almost 36 fantasy points, well north of everybody else that I'm looking at right now, and I think everybody else is pretty much nuts. Here are Evan Fournier's rates this season with Fultz, Aaron Gordon, and Michael Carter-Williams off the floor. And I took off like the other scrubs that, you know, uh, shouldn't even be on there anyway guys that don't play 128 minutes for Fournier this year 29.2 percent usage rate almost 10 percent assist rate um that's assist per possession not the normal assist rate that most people quote I have it differently in my sheet thanks basketball reference 1.25 fan duel points per minute now I don't want to give him the straight 29 percent usage rate that seems aggressive based on you know like who he is while it happened I think that sort of like regresses a bit. I gave him 27% usage, eight and a half percent assist rate instead of the 10% that I quoted before. And that still makes him an overwhelmingly solid play over those uh, 
over the current public ownership. I don't know why he's not getting that sort of love, but he's just in a different, like with these guys off the floor, he's not doing the same thing he normally does. He's not an afterthought. He's the second best player on the team. 37% usage rate for Evan Fournier last game. Uh, really the only thing, the only reason that he didn't play more was because of what the score of the game was. For some reason, they just kind of left Vooch out in the fourth quarter. Evan Fournier, they eased up on him a little bit in the second half. That and it's funny, despite the big fantasy game, he didn't even really play that well. I mean, he shot yeah. 7 of 15 from the field. That's fine. He had a 37% usage rate. He turned the ball over six times, uh, picked up four personal fouls. Like that was almost, You could almost argue that given what his, his rate numbers were last game, that was almost like a floor game for him to score 33 fantasy points. Yeah, and uh, I will happily take that. Um, that's basically like a 45th percentile outcome as far as I'm concerned. And uh, I think that he could easily land into a better role. Like, I mean, I have Evan Fournier projected for eight more fantasy points than Thad Young today. They're essentially the same price on FanDuel. I well, they also play different positions, but sure. also Fournier playing a harder position to fill, by the way. Um, but I, 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 I like Fournier a lot, so you don't have to, you don't have to sell me on him anymore. I'm, in, I'm in. We we had a uh, Anthony over, or we had a Thad over Fournier comment in YouTube chat. So oh, I okay. just wanted to stick it to them. And then Cole Anthony, five K on FanDuel, fifty seven hundred on DraftKings. That's another guy I'm happy to get to. Just sort of the point guard and minutes aren't going to be threatened. And five K for thirty plus minutes works for me. I don't have much, too much to add, but uh, he's already getting a little bit of ownership on FanDuel, seventeen percent. I just think it should be more. Uh, so I have I have one thing to add. Uh, I. Uh, so I, I'm fine with Cole Anthony also. I thought when you were going to bring up another play, it was going to be Terrence Ross. So Terrence Ross on – this is a FanDuel-specific play, though, Terrence Ross. 4,700, and the minutes, there's very little security there. Uh, I don't really know why his minutes have not been more significant as of late. Only played 24 minutes last game. But we've seen him play over 30 minutes, and if if he's going to get extended minutes at a 4,700 price tag, a guy who is a very streaky shooter, a very high-variance player – at that price point, I think that there's a very significant amount of upside on Terrence Ross. So I think that he's somebody who does not, who's not picking up a lot of ownership, the shooting guard position. 4,700 on Terrence Ross is, is a play that I'm interested in for tournaments. Terrence Ross in that same query for Evan Fournier, 16.7% usage, 0.69 FanDuel points per minute over 150 minutes with no other additional stats. But that part isn't surprising. Terrence Ross doesn't do anything else other than score. Uh, for some reason, when those guys are off, Terrence Ross becomes a ghost that doesn't do anything. And I'm not entirely sure why. It doesn't really make a ton of sense to me. I, I think it just kind of circumstance. Like if you I think it's just circumstantial because if you look at his usage for the year, it is so wildly unpredictable and random. Yeah. And I just think there's sometimes maybe it's just a thing where he makes a couple shots and he's a guy's like, I'm shooting a lot today. He missed a couple shots and he's like, I don't have it today. I'm not shooting. Because like the last two games, he shot one of eight from the field, ended up with a 16% usage rate. Two games ago, one of five from the field had a nine percent usage rate then you go back three games ago he shot eight of 12 from the field and had a 30 percent usage rate so i literally think it's a thing like does he make his first shot then he's going to shoot a bunch more if he misses his first shot then he's like i'm not shooting today uh but just because there is that variance with terrence ross and the price is is all the way down this is as cheap as he's been the entire season i i think that he's somebody who's worth getting to a small percentage in tournaments He's a guy that I just, I don't really have a good feel for. I don't disagree with anything that you said. Um, just really surprised that those rates haven't been higher. Like for him to be a 17% usage guy in that spot, I just assumed like if I didn't have the ability to look that up, 
and I had to make these changes on the fly, I assume that I would have bumped Terrace Ross's usage rate and put him in like 24 or 25, and he would have showed up as an incredible value play. Uh, I just don't know how to manage him. And you were right. Uh, the usage rate, the, the variability, oh, it's 29 one game, it's 15 ridiculous. the next. It's crazy yo-yoing. Uh, I don't mind paying all the way down for Gary Clark, the flat min on FanDuel, um, just as like a random value play. I assume that goes away by the time we get to lock, but I just wanted to mention it. I don't have anything else here. Favorite play on FanDuel, favorite play on DraftKings. Uh, favorite play, it, it's it's going to, I'm, I'm going to say it's Vucevic on DraftKings and Fournier on FanDuel. Uh, I like both of them a lot though. It's overall, it's Vooch on both sites, but relative to public ownership, getting Evan Fournier at 7% owned on FanDuel is a boon. I would be, I would probably have like 35% if Locke were right now. I do not disagree. There we go. I love it. Toronto Raptors at the Brooklyn Nets. Nets four and a half point favorites with a 241 total. That is significantly higher than every other team. We don't have another game total in the 230s. The next closest is like a high 220s. So um, this is a very different game. We'll start on the Toronto side. Fred Van Vliet went bonkers last time out. Uh, He is 9K now on FanDuel and oddly enough, still my favorite play coming from Toronto. Uh, These guys are not getting any ownership on FanDuel. Highest owned guy is Chris Boucher at 7%. On the DK side, these guys are all still priced down. Van Vliet at 7,900, Siakam at 76, Kyle Lowry at 78. We're still without OG Ananobi. So I really like Fred Van Vliet. I really like Pascal Siakam on DraftKings. On FanDuel, I think you're just sort of like paying up to be contrarian for Van Vliet and there's not too much else to like, but Relative to the public, I'd rather have a little bit more Toronto. There's just nobody I want to have a lot of on FanDuel. On DK, it's probably Van Vliet. Yeah, the, the pricing has just gotten so high for these guys on FanDuel, and it was so cheap for so long. Also, other than Fred Van Vliet, he was 8800 last late. He was pretty expensive, but Kyle Lowry was 6600 a week ago on FanDuel, and now he's all the way up to 8500 So I think the price is appropriate for him now. The matchup against the Nets is obviously terrific, but – the price is already there, so I, I'm not getting to Toronto very much on FanDuel in my initial builds. On DraftKings, I'm getting to Fred Van Fleet a little bit, still 7,900. Van Fleet scored 46-plus DK points in four of his last five games, and he's also somebody who oddly was priced over 8,000, and then they nerfed his price, and then he started playing really well. And even d- despite his massive game, which is arguably going to be the best game we see all regular season, what Fred Van Fleet did last game, his price still didn't go up to the 8,300 price mark it was a week ago. So on DraftKings, I like Fred Van Fleet. FanDuel, I don't really like anybody. Yeah, I, I'm going to try to get to a little Van Vliet because I think that he is just going to be under-owned for what he should be, from mostly from the sticker shock. And you're going to need a hell of a game out of him, but it's just one of those spots where I think that I can be a little bit different by paying a little bit more for him. But it's not somebody that I want to have a lot of on either side. 7,900 on DraftKings, a much different price. And then we get to Brooklyn. Uh, Kyrie is at 12%. Kyrie, James Harden, and Durant are all about 10% on FanDuel. Durant is at 12 on DK, 6 and 7 for Harden and Irving on DK. No other ownership coming into this game. I think that they should be owned less than this. I have no idea how to project this Nets team. I have no idea who's going to do well. James Harden appears to not have usage anymore. I don't know how to project his usage. Right now, I'm just going to uh, basically not have anyone from Brooklyn, which feels completely wrong. I just don't know what else to do. Yeah, no, I I don't think it feels wrong at all. They also, they're, they're all expensive now. I mean, they at least had a little bit of a price downgrade where James Harden last, uh, two games ago was 9,800, and now he's priced all the way up. Uh, James Harden references usage rates. 
his 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 usage hasn't gone over twenty five percent in a single a single game over the last two weeks. So it's really hard to expect all that much from James Harden at his current price point. He's eleven thousand on FanDuel. He is ten thousand six hundred on DraftKings. It, it's not. I don't want to pay that much for somebody who's who's that much usage. We've seen some big games from the Nets players when they've had all three of them together but it's because they keep playing in overtime games. They're playing double <laughs> overtime games and none of that is sustainable, right? We, we were, you were making fun of Thad Young for his rates not being sustainable. You know, it's really not sustainable playing double overtime games against teams like the Cavs. That's, that's not something that's, that's not something you could predict to happen at all. So on a points per minute basis, all these guys are struggling to an extent when all of them are on the court together. It just hasn't mattered over the longer run because they're playing massive minutes in games that are going to overtime. So I think that I'm, I'm fine. I'm, I understand that you could say that you're not comfortable with not having exposure to these three guys, but look at what the prices are. I'm, I'm cool with it. Yeah. I, my guess would be that I would end up with none of all of them. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's where I'll be as well. Maybe, maybe some Kevin Durant just because of the position, if there's enough value coming out, but like, I can't imagine getting to 11 K James Harden on FanDuel Irving for 9,500 at least is sub 10 K, but yeah, I'm more likely to get to the Toronto side than I am to the Brooklyn side. I just I, I don't understand how to project them. I, it makes no sense to me. They're a weird team, man. And they're yeah. gonna hang like 150 on the Raptors tonight. Yeah, and they could hang that many points, and it, it still might not be enough for all these guys to hit value or at what the what the price points are. And even if they have a big game, like is 60 fantasy points for James Harden at eleven thousand gonna break the slate? I don't I don't think so. No, it's not. I mean, it's a good score for sure. Like you're happy about it. That's like right on the mark, but um, you might need a little bit more efficiency than that. All right. Three games up. I think we could take a little bit of a brief break, touch on a couple other things that are going on for today. So one thing, 500 people in here, 85 likes, not nearly enough. Hit that thumbs up button. It's a perfect opportunity to raise the likes. It helps us out a ton. And uh, let's talk a little bit about the schedule for the rest of the day, because we have Six more live shows to come on this lovely Friday. 11 a.m. immediately after this, an NFL Super Draft show. Chris Spaggs, Alex Baker talking a little bit of Super Bowl Sunday. Then at noon, NFL betting show, Laffy, Ben Raza, maybe a third person that I don't think was labeled in the schedule, so I don't know who it is. But if you are on that show, congratulations to you. That will, you, will make, you will be the third. Uh, that will be at noon, NFL betting show. At 3.40 Eastern time, NHL strategy with Jake and Terry. 4.45 Eastern time, the NBA deeper dive with Laffy and Adam. Live before lock at 6 with Spags and Terry. And then Spags is running it back again, 8 p.m. Eastern time, late live before lock. Spags and Eric taking it. All the way to what I guess nine o'clock, eight thirty. I have no idea how long that show runs, but I'm guessing it's an hour. <laughs> we have so much content going on today. You should check it all out. And if you're interested in becoming a member of awesomeo.com, but you might not have the scratch to get it done, you're in luck. Go to the pin tweet at awesomeo underscore com. We're doing a Super Bowl giveaway. You just have to follow the instructions on the post. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Post predicting whether Tom Brady or Pat Mahomes has more passing yards. We're giving away one year of Awesome O Plus Platinum. That's a $1,000 value. Say what's up to whoever's calling too, by the way. Um, follow or go check out the instructions on that tweet. It'll tell you what you need to do. You need to follow at awesome underscore com, probably another Twitter account. And uh, if you have the correct guess, one random winner that guesses it correctly will win a free year of awesome. plus. So go, go to our Twitter account and check that out as well. Let's keep it moving. Yeah, by, by the way, my, my sister's very excited that she apparently had a, a, a video go viral on TikTok, and she feels that's something she needs to call me about. I just said, she, she said, I went viral and I said, no, you didn't. And then I, and then I blocked her. <laughs> uh, now she's going to be blowing up my phone. Milwaukee at Cleveland, the Cleveland Cavaliers, 10 point underdogs at home, 228 total man. Cleveland stinks. What up fields uh, on the FanDuel side? Giannis owned at about 20%. I think that is incredibly accurate. Uh, Middleton at 12 and then that's really it nobody in double digits on DraftKings and I think that makes sense as well so how do you feel about Giannis and are you looking at anything else from the Milwaukee Bucks so Giannis is really difficult because the minutes have been so substantial as of late in competitive games they also have not played competitive games in the last couple but you look at the playing time form before the last two so 31 points last game, but that was a game decided by 20 points. 26 minutes in the game before that, that was a game that was decided by 28 points. Then you go back to competitive game against the Hornets, 39 minutes. Against the Pelicans, 39, 38 minutes, 36, 35, 40. In the previous games before that, Budenholzer has never given his guys this many minutes before, but we've seen it so consistently now in competitive games with Giannis, he's giving him 36 to 38 minutes in those games. But the issue is still that we're starting to see the Bucks play more like the team that we saw last year to where they're steamrolling some lesser teams. They're double-digit favorites against the Cavs today. So I can't give Giannis the same 36, 37 minutes we saw in other games because there's a very high likelihood that this is once again a game where they don't need him to play those same amount of minutes. So I want to get to Giannis some because if the game is close, he's going to play. 38 minutes or something like that. And he has a very good chance of breaking the slate. Uh, So I think he's the most upside of anybody on the slate. I'm just not totally sure yet how much I'm going to get to him. Although I know it will be at at some, I'll get, I'll get to some Giannis. I'm just not sure if it's going to be 15% Giannis, 20%, 25%. Depends how much value opens up as the day goes on. I'm staring like 20% in the face right now, at least on FanDuel. But I'm with you. I didn't give them the same run. I gave them 34 minutes across the board, so they look like solid options. Well, Giannis looks like a solid option. Middleton looks okay, and then I don't really have any interest in anything else coming from Milwaukee. Um, Rimshaker says, Bobby Portis could be a great play. Uh, not at 6,200. <laughs> no, so how about, I'll, I'll, I'm going to confidently say this. Thad Young better play than Bobby Portis. Yeah, I would imagine so. Unless uh, Giannis gets ruled out, I'm going to go with Thad Young on that one. 
Thoughts on a $3,200 Bryn Forbes for value? No. No. Uh, I, I, I mean, it may be in like showdown Milwaukee, Cleveland, but I probably wouldn't get to him there either. Yeah, Bryn Forbes is not somebody I'd even considered at all. I have him projected for like barely over 10 fantasy points. He's been decent yeah. the last couple of games, except the reason he's been decent is because it's they've just smashed teams. So last game, Bryn Forbes played 22 minutes because of garbage time and ended up with a 27% usage rate and made a bunch of shots. He yeah. did nothing other than score, though. He scored 20 points, had three rebounds and an assist. So, yeah, if, if you think the Cavs win by 30 points and Bryn Forbes shoots 80% from the field in the fourth quarter, then he's a fringe play. Yeah, <laughs> at best. <laughs> on the Cleveland side, Drummond picking up some ownership, almost 25% on FanDuel at 7,500. Both he, Sexton, and Garland, and Torian Prince all around 10% on DraftKings, Sexton at 17 on FanDuel. I actually like getting the, the Sexland backcourt on FanDuel, 6,800 for Sexton, uh, 6,100 for Garland. Don't mind getting to Drummond. I think that price is fine. I just don't know what they're doing with these minutes. Uh, I don't know what they're doing with this center rotation anymore. I mean, like, it's predictable. I just think that it's stupid. Um, so that's a very different strategy. How are you trying to manage the Cleveland Cavaliers where they are 10-point dogs at home against the Bucs? Well, we also have to consider Sexton's questionable to play. He's dealing with a neck yeah. injury, and we don't even know if he's going to be in. If he is out, then I, I, I would like to say I want to get to like Damian Dotson because he started some of those games. But I don't know if it's going to be Dotson because last time we saw Dotson in, in the rotation, like everybody was out, right? We yeah. said Darius Garland was out. Sexton was out. Um, they didn't have... Jared Allen then they didn't have Torian Prince so I, I assume there's going to be a value play I like I'll like Darius Garland for sure if Sexton's out I don't know who the cheap guy is because I don't have a good feel for what the starting lineup's going to look like because the 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 roster's so much different from the from the last time that those guys weren't in Andre Drummond is I, I just I, I hope he just gets ruled out or something because I just don't want I don't want to deal with him because the pr- the price point is it, it should be higher I, yeah. if nothing else it should be higher because I don't want to consider him uh, because the the salary at 7,500 on Fanduel, it's one that's hard for me to totally get away from. Because if he plays 28 minutes, 30 minutes, he's a very good chance of having a really strong game at that price point. I, I have no clue what to do with the minutes. Like you said, I know what the situation is, and it's a situation that's unpredictable. Andre Drummond could play more of the minutes tonight. Jared Allen could play more of the minutes tonight. They could play split minutes. There's a lot of there's a lot of variables there. I don't. I'm not going to get to Jared Allen today. At FanDuel, at his current price, I'm going to get to Andre Drummond a little bit because of what the salary is and what the upside is. But if you want me to call him a safe play or say how many minutes is Andre Drummond to play, I throw my hands up in the air and say I have I have absolutely no clue. Yeah, I have no idea here. Uh, doesn't feel safe at all. Uh, favorite play from Milwaukee, favorite play from Cleveland, FanDuel and DraftKings. Sorry, favorite play from FanDuel, favorite play from DraftKings the entire game. Giannis God, and Giannis. Terrible. Giannis and Giannis. Okay. So it's Andre Drummond for me on FanDuel. Giannis for me on DraftKings. Yeah, I, that, that's reasonable. I just don't want to. I don't want to attach myself to Andre Drummond that strongly. Not a ton to talk about here, at least not that I care about. The Utah Jazz at the Charlotte Hornets. Hornets seven and a half point dogs at home. Two twenty two total. Um, Jordan Clarkson at sixteen percent ownership on Fanduel. Not interested in that. Uh, no one else north of seven and a half percent and i think that is basically spot on if i get a little bit of donnie mitchell and fandle at 7800 it's cool but uh utah is mostly a stay away are you seeing anything that i'm not no in the interest of time no no real interest in me uh from utah it's it's a team that 
on small, they've played on a lot of smaller slates recently where I feel like I've kind of been forced into some exposure to Utah, but bigger slates, it's a team I just don't get to all that often. There's, there's not really significant upside here. They're a very good team, but they just have a lot of guys that are doing stuff for them. There's not one guy with, you know, like significant slate breaking upside, like Rudy Gobert will have his nights down to Mitchell does, but not with, not with any regularity where I think that they're like realistic high upside plays compared to other guys on a big slate. On the Charlotte side, uh, Devontae Graham and Jordan Hayward are both in double digits in ownership on FanDuel. Highest owned guy on DraftKings is Terry Rozier at 5,900. That's 7%. Um, I'd be fine getting a little bit more Terry Rozier, but I don't think anything stands out as like a no-brainer smash spot. Gordon Hayward would be my favorite play from the Hornets on FanDuel, but these guys are just filler. I don't have a ton of interest in getting to anything from the Hornets. Uh, Are you seeing anything else that you would like from Charlotte? No, and my gut feeling is that Lamella Ball is actually going to start tonight over Terry Rozier. Uh, nothing to substantiate that. That's just a, that's just a hunch, uh, especially with Terry Rozier coming back from an injury. And I think that Lamella Ball, at least he should be starting for them at this point. I, I feel like he's uh, he's definitely made a difference for them in the last couple of games. Uh, I, I like he had he had a play that really made a difference for me in GPPs last game, where uh, Joel Embiid was dribbling out the clock with like 15 seconds left. Lamelo Ball ran for behind him, took the ball away, and then hit a long three. It's like it was it was a really big it was a really big uh, six point swing on Fanduel. Uh, but that aside, no, nothing I really like here. Terry Rozier now probable to play. Lamelo is more expensive now than he was before. Devontae Graham is, uh, and with Rozier back in the mix, even if Lamelo starts, his playing time is going to get cut into a little bit by Rozier. Favorite play on Fanduel. Favorite play on DraftKings. Uh just none. I'm not, I'm not really rostering anybody here. Uh, give me Gordon Hayward on FanDuel, Terry Rozier on DraftKings, but don't really give me any of those guys with any sort of regularity. Washington Wizards at the Miami Heat. Miami Heat are six-and-a-half-point favorites at home, 227 total. Uh, for the Wiz, this is a two-horse race. It's Bradley Beal, it's Russell Westbrook, but Beal is priced up as if Westbrook isn't there. 10-8 on FanDuel. I like him, but, man, that is a healthy price tag. Probably rather get to Russ, but ownership is already there. 11% on FanDuel, 14 on DK. No one else getting owned. No one else really should get owned. What are you doing with Washington, if anything? I like Westbrook. Uh, the 9000 price tag on DraftKings is favorable. The other thing, too, with Westbrook is I, I have a feeling he was just hurt earlier in the year. And, I mean, it, it's not hard to see why he was hurt. He missed games with a quad injury, came back. He had a minutes restriction. But he's looked different to me the last few times out he's attacking the rim more he's getting more shots around the basket if you just look at his shot selection numbers from earlier in the year there's a tangible difference between what he was doing the last few games and earlier because he was barely getting to the rim at all before he was taking the lowest percentage of shots of his career around the basket and I think we could attribute that to the quad injury I think that he wasn't totally healthy that was it, that was prohibiting his ability to get to the basket and be as explosive uh, the last couple of games, he's looked better when he's been out there. It's also led to better fantasy point totals. Obviously, the game against the Nets was by far his best game of the season. And then he yeah. followed that up with a game against the Trailblazers where they lost. But he had he had a triple-double in that game. And I think we're starting to see Russell Westbrook's fantasy value trending up a little bit. The price hasn't quite, quite caught up with it. So I actually think he, even though he's getting some ownership on DK, I don't think it's enough for a 9,000 price tag for, for Russell Westbrook, who who might be – you know, as good as he was last year now at this point, now that he's healthier. Miami side, Bam and Jimmy on FanDuel, both around 15% ownership. Highest owned guy on DraftKings is Butler at 8%. I don't like Miami at all on DraftKings. I would happily get to Bam at 9,200 on FanDuel. And I don't mind Butler at 8,500 on FanDuel. I think he's about properly owned. 
There's not much here for me, though, from Miami. I thought it would look like a little bit better of a matchup, but prices just don't seem to be working out the way that I want. So give me Bam, some Jimmy Butler, but I'm relatively indifferent about this Miami team. Yeah, I like Butler a little bit on FanDuel, mostly just because of positional scarcity. The first run of lineups I did, I got to nearly 10% Jimmy Butler, uh, and it's just the matchup. The price is okay. It's not egregiously high for Butler. We've seen him over 9,000 in the past. Uh, that end, the Heat suck right now. This, this is not a team that could afford to lose very many games. Uh, we're, we're seeing a short and condensed season. The Heat are, I think, at 7-14 and 14 record right now. They're in real danger of missing the playoffs, and that might not matter. It might not seem like it matters at this point in the season, but considering we don't have a second-half schedule yet, and a bunch of games have been canceled. We don't even know if the schedule is going to be 72 games. Teams can end up playing 65 games. And if that's the case, it's really important for the Heat to start winning games. They're also going to be on the outside of the playoff picture looking in. And the reason that matters is they can't afford to go easy with guys like Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo's minutes. Butler's played 37 minutes in each of the last two games. He's going to play substantial minutes in close games because they, they need to start winning. You want to guess what their odds are of making the playoffs per 538? 50%. On the dot. Yeah. It's it's a toss up. Yeah. And that's I mean that that's putting them into the eight seed, which isn't really the eight seed any longer. That's not the playoffs. You're in the play in tournament, not a place you want to be, uh, especially when you, the best case scenario for you is likely playing the Bucks, which obviously worked out well for Miami yeah. in the bubble. <laughs> can, not can entirely you, sure. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if the Heat suck all year, they sneak into the playoffs, then play the Bucks in the first round, the the, the media panic that would ensue? Oh, it would be so good. <laughs> All right, favorite play on FanDuel, favorite play on DraftKings? Uh, it is uh, Westbrook on both sides. Okay. For me, let's make sure we get this one in here. I closed the window before I looked at it. It would be Bam Adebayo on FanDuel, Bradley Beal on DraftKings. Interesting. Beal only 9500 on uh on DK. I like that price. I like the 9,000 on Russell, Russell Westbrook better. That's fair. You guys should go check out No House Advantage. Go to nohouseadvantage.com if you want to. Uh, it's not your typical DFS game. You're using player props for your contest. So let's say that you like Bradley Beal's over in points. You could assign that uh, your highest confidence interval. So maybe eight points. Your second favorite prop would be worth seven. Your third best six down the line. You're just trying to win some player props. No house advantage will provide you those props. It could be points, rebounds, assists, uh, other sports as well. You can download the app in the app store. And when you're ready to make a deposit at No House Advantage, they will match that deposit with up to $20 in free play when you use the promo code AWESOMO. Then you could refer a friend and get another $5 more if they make their first deposit. So beat your friends and not the house. Win big with player props today. Go check out No House Advantage. Three more games to go. And we have 13 minutes to do it. I think we're looking pretty good. Minnesota Timberwolves at the Oklahoma City Thunder. We're going to have a lot to talk about here. Uh, The Thunder, two and a half point underdogs at home against uh, Minnesota. So Minnesota going to be favored for one of the few times this season. A lot of Q tags on the Wolves right now. Um, (laughs) D'Angelo Russell, questionable. Juancho Hernan Gomez, questionable. Nas Reed, probable. We know Towns is out. We know Jarrett Culver is out. If any of these guys start being ruled out from the Q tag, that's going to be interesting. I'm still projecting Wancho to be out, but if Russell ends up out, we're going to get a lot of value coming from Minnesota. But either way, 
These guys look like they're going under-owned to me. Highest-owned guy on FanDuel is Malik Beasley at 8%. Highest-owned guy on DraftKings is Russell at 13.5. I really like Nas Reed significantly more uh, than his ownership, at least on DraftKings. Same story for Anthony Edwards on DK at 5,500. I don't mind getting to Ricky Rubio at 4,500, although I think that's really ugly. You're really going to need D'Angelo Russell to be out for that one. But Reed, Russell, Beasley, Edwards, I'm in for a little bit of Minnesota against OKC. Nothing too crazy. More so on DraftKings than FanDuel. Yeah, uh, D'Angelo Russell for sure. The other thing, too, he's been listed questionable every game for like three weeks or something like that. They just list him as questionable all the time. I don't don't know how seriously to take it because – Number one, he's been listed as questionable with this quad injury. It's always yeah. been this quad injury, if I remember correctly. And he's also yeah. missed games with it. But he's yeah. also played through it a bunch of times. So whether he actually plays or not, I, I don't really know. Uh, like it, It's something we have to take seriously. But at the same time, it's annoying they keep listing him as questionable. I agree with you, though. The 6900 price tag for him on DraftKings is very favorable. And the other thing to consider also is we're going to talk about the Thunder side in a second we're both going to like a lot of Thunder players. I, sorry to speak for you here, except I, I already know that's going to be yeah. the case. We're, we're going to like Thunder players. And with that being the case, it makes sense for added correlation to get some exposure to the Timberwolves guys to run it back with. And D'Angelo Russell makes sense. I agree with you on Nas Reed. Reed last game, uh, he had missed a bunch of time because of a wrist injury, but he came back and looked just fine coming back. He played 32 minutes. It was his first start. Uh, ended up scoring over 30 fantasy points. So Nas Reed, as long as he starts again, it looks like he's locked into a pretty substantial role and should play well. So Nas Reed, I I agree with you. I think he's a good play. Russell, like you said, good play on DK. So there's a lot of ways to go about stacking this game and not even something going to be stacking intentionally. It's just going to happen because guys are really good plays across the board. Not only did Nas Reed start and get a ton of minutes, Ed Reed, DNP, yeah, Ed Reed, Ed Davis, DNP, <laughs> CD. Yeah, obviously Ed Reed didn't play either. Oh, God, my least favorite player in the history in the NFL. But yeah, Ed Davis, completely out of the rotation. So uh, something to keep in mind. All right, deep breath. Oklahoma City Thunder, the place to go for everything today. They're the chalkiest team on the slate. They should be. I don't have much else to add from that regard. Hamadou Diallo is the extreme chalk. North of 60% ownership. He's 5K and 5,200. He's the best player on the slate, the number one contender. I'd have a hard time saying that anybody else is the number one player right now other than Diallo. Do you disagree? No, not at all. So Diallo should have been priced way higher considering what he – did last game uh he ended up starting which i was a little concerned that maybe he wasn't gonna end up starting that game but it ended up being a non-issue started played 33 minutes uh also the game was a blowout so that inhibited some of the minutes of other guys um i think the the oh, let's let's also just go over the list of names of players who are out because we haven't mentioned that yet lou dort yeah. is out he got hurt last game uh pokashevsky yeah. is out uh yeah. trevor uh trevor is i don't know why i even said him i just looked at the name uh sga shy gilgis alexander that's the big one who's out so all yeah. these guys out, and by the way, Dort started last game, and yep. we still had Diallo as a as a by far the best play on the slate last night. If we would have known that Dort wasn't going to play last game, Diallo would have been like eighty percent owned in tournaments or something ridiculous like that. Yep, even priced up a little bit, but it's still not enough to me. Where I think the the most interesting discussion discussions we could have about this game because everything's just going to be obvious. Play Diallo, play Baisley, play Maladon. Yep. What do you make yep. of the? Yep. What do you make of the minutes for Al Horford and Justin Jackson? 
Okay, so uh, I'm with you on Diallo, Baisley, and Maladon. They're three of my top five plays. They were both in the contenders. You're playing a ton of them. They're going to get a ton of ownership in cash. You're probably using at least two of the three and potentially all three. I don't have much else to add. They're just the best plays on the slate. Uh, I gave Horford 30 minutes, 6,300 on FanDuel, 6,100 on DraftKings. That makes him like a 10 to 15% guy, and that's fine. I like him more on DK than I do on FanDuel just because you're only playing one center, and I think that there's a lot of center talent. Uh, I gave Justin Jackson 30 minutes. He started the second half after uh, Lou Dort got injured. I'm just going to go ahead and assume that that's the direction they're going to go. So I gave Jackson 30 minutes. Uh, He's at 28% ownership on FanDuel, 50 on DraftKings. Uh, That 50 to me, way too high, but he is obviously a fantastic value play. Kenrich Williams also should see a decent increase in minutes. I gave him 24. That makes him a value play. Maybe an interesting pivot if you want to get away from the heavy ownership from Justin Jackson, you could switch to Kenrich Williams. I think Jackson's the better play, but the ownership right now on DK is 50 to 10. I had them come up in the sim 23 to 13. So if you just want to try to massage that a little bit, I think that's fine. And then I would have no problem getting a little bit of Isaiah Roby at 3,400 too. There's, I mean, basically, like, everybody that's going to play from Oklahoma City is almost in play. I think there's a little bit more upside in Al Horford's playing time than people realize. So he played 29 minutes last game. He has not played over 30 minutes the entire season. So obviously, that's the concern there. And the reason that I can't give him, like, 34 minutes or something like that. But the Thunder won last game by 17 points. And had that not been the case, he, I, he would have played a season-high in minutes. I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident in that. So he came out with two and a half minutes to go at the end of the fourth quarter that would have just pushed him to 31. Um, he just didn't happen to be on the floor for it. It, it. They didn't need him. So he was going over 30. They took him out for that specific run alone puts him north of 30. So that would have put him over 30. But then also we have to consider is would he have played more minutes earlier in the game had the game just not been competitive? Because even in the first half, they were up by as much as like 25, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. It was never really a competitive game. And so I do think that there's a little bit more upside that meets the eye with Al Horford. Also last game, 26% usage rate. Uh, that was one of his higher marks of the year. With all the guys who are out for them, Al Horford's going to have to facilitate more. He's going to have to take more shots, and it looks like he's going to have to play more minutes also. So mm-hmm. I think that Al Horford, not that anybody here is really contrarian play, but if we're going to talk about somebody who I think is maybe slightly going overlooked, I'd say it's Al Horford. I, I get it. I don't love him on FanDuel just because of the position, but on DraftKings, I'm with you. I mean, he shows up 16% of the time in the optimal lineup. I, and I actually have him projected relatively low. I could probably give him a bit of a bump. 34 fantasy points in 30 minutes, though. I do like the rates. Look, when push comes to shove, you're playing a ton of Oklahoma City. I don't think I have to ask you the best plays. It's Diallo on both. Yeah, it's Diallo on both. Uh, I almost want to list like multiple plays like it's all of these guys are the best plays because they're not only the best plays in the game they're the best plays on the slate i highly doubt all of any lineups that don't have at least two thunder players in them totally agree with you five minutes to go let's pick it up pistons at the sun sun's eight point favorites 214 total on the detroit side jeremy grand is at 21 percent ownership nobody else north of seven on fanduel he's at 13 on dk no one north of five I really like Jeremy Grant. I like Jeremy Grant on pretty much every slate. I like him more than the public likes him right now. 6,800 to me, too cheap, even in a matchup that's tough against Phoenix. Phoenix plays pretty slow. I will play Jeremy Grant. I will probably play no one else from Detroit. I think the rest of the team looks terrible. What about you? Yeah, so in my initial builds on FanDuel, I got to Grant in 30% of my lineup. Since you said you like him a little bit more in the field, I'm going to assume that's probably a number that you'd be okay with. 
Uh, yes. I also like him on DraftKings as well, but nobody else on the Pistons. This this roster just stinks. And then I don't even know what to do with the old guys. Like Derek Rose just randomly didn't play last game. Apparently his stomach was bothering him or something like that. Uh, yeah, but I yeah, think we, his, his teammates made him sick. Yeah, <laughs> but I, but like, how do you how do you trust a guy like that who literally not on the injury report and ends up playing zero minutes in a game? So that that's that's something that also just makes this team a little hard to figure out. Jeremy Grant's the only player I have any bit of confidence in. On the Phoenix side, Bridges, Paul, and Cam Johnson all north of ten percent, including Cam Johnson at eighteen percent on Fanduel. Uh, Aiton, Paul, Bridges, and Cam Johnson all about twelve percent owned on DraftKings. Looking like we're going to be without Jay Crowder in this one. Uh, we're already without Dario Saric in campaign as well. Uh, I don't see anybody as like a smash play. I think the ownership on Bridges and Paul's fine. I think Cam Johnson even is probably a little over owned as far as I'm concerned. Um, I don't really want all that much from Phoenix. This isn't really that good of a spot. It's a slow matchup. Uh, if I get to Bridges, I get to Paul. Any of the main starters, like the, they're just filler to me. They're not great plays. Yeah, and so also with Chris Paul, I think people are forgetting how poorly he was playing early in the season from a fantasy standpoint alongside yeah. Devin Booker. Him and him and Booker just really cannibalized each other's production. Last game, Chris Paul was pretty popular, and it was just because he played so well recently. But the reason he played well recently was because Devin Booker was out, and then Devin Booker came back and was a little bit restricted. So now that I assume we're going to see close to a full workload from, from Devin Booker, I, that, that's going to really inhibit my, my projection for Chris Paul. Devin Booker, I, I, this isn't going to be the slate where I get to him, but I feel like I'm getting close to having a slate where Devin Booker gets no ownership and I want to get exposure to him. Just because I do think there's going to be a point where he's going to figure out how to find his production alongside Chris Paul. Uh, I just want to see the minutes go up a little bit more first. Um, the last two games, 32 and 31 minutes as he works his way back from a hamstring injury. Once we see Devin Booker back at like you know his 35-minute mark, and assuming the price continues to drop a little bit on him, I think there's going to be a slate where Devin Booker is a good play. I'm just not quite there yet for this slate. I completely agree with you. I don't have anything to add. Favorite play from FanDuel and DraftKings before we get to the final game? Uh, Jeremy Grant, because I think he's the only guy I'm going to have exposure to in this game. Completely agree. Final game. Hit that like button before we finish it all off. Boston Celtics at the Los Angeles Clippers. What a late night hammer. Great game to watch. Let's hope everybody is in. Clippers five-point favorites, 221 total. Uh, Kemba Walker, 5,700 on FanDuel, 6,500 on DraftKings. I like him on FanDuel. He's already a little bit over-owned as far as I'm concerned, 29%. Add him in the optimal lineup 23% of the time. After that, uh, no one else really getting any ownership. Uh, Kemba at 10% on DK. Everything else is single digits. And now that Tatum and Brown are like basically appropriately priced in a tough matchup, I don't really want to get to Boston outside of Kemba Walker. Am I missing anything? Well, Jalen Brown's questionable to play. So. Sure. That, that is something that's pretty significant. He's dealing with the knee injury. Yeah. Uh, Peyton Pritchard's also questionable to play. And so if Pritchard and Brown are out, then, I mean, at least on FanDuel, like, it's going to be so hard for me to stay away from that Kemba Walker price to 5,700. He would be in, I assume, almost all my lineups without those guys in because we'd have to expect extra minutes for him without Pritchard. There would have to be extra usage for him without Jalen Brown. Uh, I don't think remains- he plays more minutes if they're out. Um, well, let's see. What did, what did Kemba play last game? 30 and a half um, on the front end of the back-to-back. But, and, then he, and then he rests the next game. Uh, but still, yeah. his minutes have been trending up. So the last four games for Kemba, 24 minutes, 27, 28, 30. Just given the way his minutes are going, I think as long as this game is competitive, I would expect a minimum of 30 minutes from him because that's what he played last game. And I think upwards of 32 to 33. Uh, they, they just don't have very many guys to get to if there's no Peyton Pritchard there. There's 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's Jeff Teagues in the rotation too, but I mean, with Marcus Smart also out, they're thin on bodies. If Jalen Brown doesn't play, I mean, that's it. That would be a really rough situation for the Celtics. Do you like anything from the Clippers? We have Paul George at 10% ownership, nobody else higher than seven, and I don't really have any interest in anything here. I'd, I'd rather watch this game. I don't want to play it in DFS outside of Kemba. Um, on FanDuel, the price for Kawhi Leonard is 9,600. I, I think that's, I think that's a, I think that's a definitely a viable price for him, especially because small forward, it looks like is going to be one of the harder positions to fill on, on FanDuel. And depending on how some of these injuries shake out, I think we could see a lot of value at other positions. And we already, we already have it at shooting guard, obviously with Diallo point guard, Kemba Walker, uh, if, if small forward is going to be a position to pay up for, it looks like it, looks like it will, then I'm probably going to want to get to Kawhi Leonard on FanDuel. He's somebody who just overall, I was looking at some of his numbers yesterday. We've got a few extra minutes to fill before the end of the show. I don't understand why people aren't bringing up, uh, we don't have a couple minutes to kill. No, we're one minute over already. <laughs> oh, are we? All right. never mind then. I thought we had, I thought we had until 11. All right. So yeah, we got a show after us today. All right. So nix that. All right. I like Kawhi Leonard a little bit for this slate. Perfect. Any final thoughts on Boston Clippers or for the rest of the slate? I like Kemba Walker on FanDuel and Same. on DraftKings. I don't, I, I don't want to say anybody for sure because it depends if Jalen Brown plays. There we go. Guys, thank you for joining us on this strategy show. I apologize. We could have we gone for another 45 minutes. Greg and I could do this all day. Watch everything we have coming up for the rest of the day. I laid out the schedule earlier. Check out the NFL Super Draft Show with Spags and Alex Baker coming up next. Different link, same channel. Don't miss it. Good luck, everybody. Have a good weekend. We're out of here.